Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Beck. Hi, I'm Penny. We both live in Australia and we love learning languages and we love chatting to each other about it. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, actually I don't really know that much about, <laughs> but um, you'll, you'll see why it's still relevant in a, in a second. Um, so we're actually going to be talking about taking language lessons online um, and we're talking about one-on-one video lessons that is, so not, not like an online course um, on, a, on a platform where you might have lessons that you can follow in your own time. Um, this is more about yeah, video lessons one-on-one with someone on, on a on a video app like like Skype or Zoom um, or, you know, or I suppose Facebook Messenger or, or something else like that where you can take a call. Um, and this is something that I've always been really apprehensive about, Penny, taking video lessons. And um, why, why do you think that is? Well, I don't. I don't really know, but it's it's stopped me from ever taking any. <laughs> so um, I guess it's been strong enough. It's not that I'm not open to taking video lessons. Like I will try it at some point and I'd, and I'd like to. I think I'm going to have to maybe challenge myself to do this sometime this year because I've just been a bit, I don't know, yeah, apprehensive about it for probably too long. But I have not – I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it the video component? Maybe does that put you off? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not put off by talking to people online. Like I could have a video call with with a friend or or something. Um, but I don't know. Like I like being in a room with a like in a in a room with a teacher or like you know one on one somewhere like like physically being with somebody to to talk about. To, to learn to learn language or to like have a lesson have a class yeah. no I understand um, that for sure and I'm quite I feel like I'm quite attached to that whether it's yeah. like in a in a group class in a group setting or on or on my own um and so yeah I, I find it a bit hard to let go of of that <laughs> well maybe after our chat you will be more I guess convinced that it's worth giving a go Maybe I'm I'm open to being convinced, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what's your experience been with with online language lessons? Because you've you've done quite a few. I've done a few, and I think for me, it started as a you know as a need, you know, a necessity for me to be able to fit in language learning with a teacher. I needed the flexibility to do it in my own time from home, whenever I could fit it in and schedule it. Um, amongst um, kids really and Mm. I used to love going to my weekly night classes in the city Um, but that became you know a thing of the past once I had kids so having access to to teachers and to tutors online um, pretty much at any time of the day has been I think a pretty cool language learning invention yeah, well, I suppose um, even even you just saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, flexibility, that's pretty good, hey? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, um, and, and that doesn't even mean, like, I mean, obviously you're right, I suppose in your case having kids means that you do need that flexibility um, around looking after your kids and, and being around for them. Um, but also for lots of other people, like just I'm sure just trying to fit language learning into their day is difficult. 
um, trying to find a time and maybe if you had to go to a class or meet a tutor somewhere then you know that might not be possible for you if you can't get to somewhere physically if it's too far away or oh for sure it's I just, mean, just a lot think, of travel or um, yeah. you know living regionally as well not living yeah. in a, in the main city I mean that's another barrier too and travel transport work hours there's so many reasons that um, having the flexibility in doing online lessons might be something um, you know worth considering for someone. When was the first time that you took an online lesson? First time? I actually don't remember the actual first time, but I remember in the lead up to my HSK exam that I was doing for Mandarin Chinese. Um, So that was about 18 months ago now. um, I decided, okay, I need some really kind of intensive help with revision and preparing for this exam I've been doing a fair mm-hmm. bit of stuff you know by myself um, but I found this this teacher through one of the platforms italki and one yeah. of the you know her features and her experience was that she had done a lot of um, HSK exam preparation so I was really happy about that um, so we spent a lot of time um going through some of my practice exams and um, getting the corrections and learning, you know, what I'd done wrong and that kind of thing. And that was really, really helpful. And did you find, so doing that online, how is the experience of like being in that different interface? Like when you're saying she could like go through your corrections with you, um, did you have to, did you like send them to her beforehand and did she... Because obviously, I guess when you're not face to face with someone, they can't like on the table show you what you've yeah, done wrong sure. or like, you know, circle things or point to stuff. It's definitely one of the limitations with learning online. And so probably something mm-hmm. to be aware of when you go into it that you don't have that, I guess, um, ability to be looking at the same, I guess, piece of paper at the same time unless mm. you've done that kind of pre-work, which which I did um, with this particular teacher because I was working off, I guess, there was a standard set of practice exams um, and I had a copy of them and she also had the same copy. She had the same book. Um, I would basically just photograph each page and upload that to her Skype chat. Um, Okay. And so she'd have that as a JPEG or a PDF. Um, and so she could go through each um, each question with me that way. So that, that was really good. That worked well. That's really cool that as well, like you said, you noticed that she had done HSK preparation before. So that was like something that you specifically were looking for. Um did you find the process of looking for a teacher? It sounds like they've got a kind of profile. Is that how it works? Like you can see what their, what yeah, their totally. specialties it's, are it's, and like <laughs> I guess it gives you a lot of freedom to make that decision on your own. For sure. And it, it, it is like it's like online dating I guess in a sense. You're really – you're looking at their profiles. You're watching their videos. Swiping, swiping left, swiping right. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, you're, you know, you can also have a free trial with a teacher as well. In many cases on these platforms, they offer you a free trial so you can suss them out. Um, but for me, it was just a matter of looking at, 
um, in Chinese, you know, where they were located, what their language skills were like. Um, mm. You know, having someone whose native language was Mandarin was really important to me rather than someone whose native language was Cantonese, just for, for me. I mean, everyone's, everyone's sure. different. Um, and looking at their teaching experience or what kind of students have helped in the past, maybe they outline, you know, that might have a particular experience in helping um, beginners, you know, or they might have a really mm. strong focus on, on business language. Um, so all those things are really good to look at um, when you're choosing who might be a good person to go with. I mean, gender and age and, and even interests and things sure. like that, you can you can have a look at too. You know, a lot of um, the teachers will put in their profiles what they love to do, you know, sports or music or travel or food or what, all those kind of things. So mm-hmm. at least you know if you've got similar interests, you're going to have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, is there – like can anyone just join up and decide to teach the language that they speak or – do they have to be the, a teacher? The platform that I'm most familiar with that I've used is italki and you, anyone can register to be a teacher or a tutor on italki for the teaching, I guess, the, the teaching section of italki, you do have to have teaching qualifications in that language. I don't know exactly what level that is, um, but anyone can sign up to be a tutor so okay. basically that means... Uh, so they're like, like denoted a, in different ways. Yeah, exactly. And they usually have a different, a lower cost. A tutor usually is a, a, a lesser uh-huh. fee per hour um, because they okay. don't have that, that qualification. Ah, okay. So, and like, well, speaking of cost, do you, like, how does it compare to taking a, taking a, a class or like having a private tutor who you might see in person? I've, I've found it cheaper um often because the teachers or the tutors that you're working with are um you know they're they're working from home they might be you know traveling themselves often um or some of them are students too and they're using it to supplement whatever other income that they've they've got um and so i have found it cheaper than lessons here in australia um and the, I guess the other benefit too is that it is one-on-one, so it is just you and the teacher or you and the tutor. Um, so you're kind of getting more bang for your buck sometimes as well compared to mm-hmm. um, group lessons. Saying that though, um, you know, it's not all, I guess, rosy in the land of online video <laughs> lessons um, as you know, Beck, <laughs> internet connections can sometimes be oh. a little bit dodgy. So um, I didn't mention that earlier, but that is actually one of my specific concerns because um, we have a pretty pretty sketchy um, you do <laughs> internet <laughs> connection where I live, um, which is a bit of a, a bit of a mystery to us all. But for some reason, we just have Wi-Fi that goes in and out all the time, and that means that. I I feel like if I had a, a one hour class with somebody online, I like yeah I am a bit anxious about it being like a, a terrible Skype call from two thousand and eight where <laughs> you you sort of sit there being like oh hi hello oh 
can you can you hear me? Can- <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and there is a bit of that, I reckon, and that's a bit frustrating. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess it's not perfect, though, right? No, and I guess you kind of have to maybe you know other things might be better out there now than Skype as well to use, like you mentioned Zoom and stuff. Sometimes seems to be a bit yeah, more reliable. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But also it can be the other. The teacher's end as well can have dodgy dodgy connections. Yeah. <laughs> so given that you use you use like a another platform to do the actual talking, the like interaction, is is the something like iTalki or similar, like Ripe or, or I know I've heard of that one. Um, do they is that just a platform really to allow you to find somebody? Like you just you find yeah. the people there because that's where the profile is. Yeah, so and you then, find the people there. The other benefit is that it's it's a scheduling tool as well, which I think is really helpful. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So you can see the teacher's availability. You can select the lesson, the time that suits you. They come back and confirm it, um, and then mm-hmm. your account is debited as well. So, um, for something like iTalki and for the other platforms, you need to obviously have money good to go um yeah and a little you know um piggy bank of money which the lessons get debited from sure I guess that's kind of secure as well like if they kind of manage the the payment and everything too yeah you're not paying someone directly and also gives Mm. you a bit more flexibility like you said you can choose a different um chat platform if your um video platform that you don't have to Mm. use Skype for example there's heaps of other ones that you could suggest to your teacher you had a different, a few different teachers, yeah. On yeah, um, yeah, I you have. Were doing yep. lessons for Chinese. Um, how did you find the differences between different people online? Like, obviously, like there's always going to be differences between different teachers in general. But did some people interact better in the online part, like the online environment? Yeah, I think um, so. Than others, I think so. I really found that, and I think mm. um, one thing probably to have a look at when you're you know evaluating what teachers to choose is having a look at their reviews and and seeing um what other people are saying um and also having a good think when you do have a free or a trial lesson with them thinking you know can I connect with this person could I spend you know 45 60 minutes talking to them once or twice a week (laughs) um I think that's important as well you've got to you've got to still have that connection even though it is online. Mm. Um, and I think you get a pretty – well, I felt like I got a good sense of whether they were into the teaching part as well or whether they were just doing it for an additional side income. Does that make uh, sense? Okay. Like, yeah. Um, and so that's probably another really good thing to – to do you mean in terms about. of yeah do you mean in terms of their like preparation for the lesson yeah their, their preparation I guess even their enthusiasm and their kind yeah, of like sure. their whole demeanor and their whole mojo about you know teaching or, or okay. speaking learning and um helping <laughs> um yeah. so yeah I think there's a few things to to think about but I guess I mean we have these same kind of considerations when we're meeting up with tutors and teachers in real life too you know yeah yeah 
Um, did you have any? Um, did you have any teachers where you did a trial lesson and then you decided not to do a class with them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. There's. I, I can't remember whose podcast was it. Kirsten's podcast where she might have. Um, That's the fluent show. The fluent show where she taught, did an episode about how to break up with your your language tutor. <laughs> um, and I, I have it to feels, say, I'm not like very it good would at be it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> did you did they contact you afterwards? No, say, no. Like, did you want to organize another lesson? No, <laughs> they didn't and you know That's good. That's you know, I guess it's part of part of how it just goes and you know, for yeah. many reasons people I guess don't choose to to proceed. Um Although I guess in some ways that's that's definitely a that's almost a benefit of the online platform because you can dump and run. <laughs> sad but true but yeah (laughs) I mean I think I guess you can you can just disappear and you don't you know you can well I suppose you can do that in real life too can't you yeah but no you're right I think there is there is definitely it's it's I don't know it's just more acceptable in a way online it's a terrible thing to say but just kind of seems to okay well Mm. so be it yeah and there's so much competition when you I mean of course. I've only looked up, you know, the languages that I've done, so just Chinese and Vietnamese. Um, but I could imagine for some, I mean, English for one, there must be a huge amount of competition out there, French, um, German. I think Mandarin Chinese is also really, really um, competitive. Mm. So, yeah, it puts the teachers and tutors in a kind of a position if they... Although I guess if you're like a good benefit, if you were learning a, a a language that it's a little bit harder for you wherever you live to find an in-person tutor or maybe a, a class, then on an online platform, um, you're probably more likely to find somebody who, actually you're much, you're much more likely to find somebody who either still lives in a place where they speak the language that you're learning Um and and be able to find somebody who's available to teach that to you. I think if you're it's been right. Really difficult for you to find someone in C- your maybe in your a shout out to a, a language lover out there f- who we know, Fran, who learns Sicilian. I'm pretty sure she yeah. does her Sicilian lessons via a platform similar to this, via video one on one. And that's maybe a good example of a, of a language that's you know not that easy to come by. A real life Absolutely. person, especially not in New South Wales, <laughs> coastal New yeah. South Wales. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's it, it, absolutely right. So do you, um, what do you think are some, do you have any particular tips? I suppose you've given us a few in there, but any other particular tips for what to look for in an online teacher for anyone out there who's think like me, <laughs> who's, who's thinking about, you know, maybe they've been a bit apprehensive about video lessons, um, but, you know, they're considering it like definitely an option. Um, do you have, do you have some, some hot tips? Look, I think definitely evaluate the profile of, of um, who you're looking at, have a look at their reviews as well. I think that's, that's, um, really important and watch their watch their profile videos you get a sense of their personality and how they speak and hopefully in their profile videos they actually speak in the language that they're teaching as well not just in English Um, I think that's really important Um, cost of course can be another consideration but you know maybe 
try not to make it the number one consideration. Um, mm. I think in most of the platforms there's a space for the teachers to list their um, qualifications as well. So if that's important to you, that's probably a good place to look. Um, and then I think, yeah, just be open and, and um, have a go and, and do the trial and, and see see how it goes. Okay. All very good tips. Um, I will take those on. I've been busily noting them down as <laughs> as you've been as you've been saying them. So we might have to do a little a little follow up at some point. Um, I will take maybe I'll take a lesson and then Ooh, and come back with my that thoughts. That sounds exciting. Do you know what language you'd like to take a lesson in? Well, I think German is my focus at the moment, so I think it would have to be for German. Fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. I yeah. want to hear how, how it goes. Okay. All right. Well, I've, I've now committed to it on a podcast, so I guess I better do it. <laughs> that's your accountability, Beck. <laughs> yep, that's it. All right. I've said I'm going to do it. I better do it now. Well, <laughs> so I I'll think, get back to you. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, I think in our next episode, Beck, we might talk about prepping for your first online class. And, oh, perfect. And that's exactly what I need. Yeah, what to cover, <laughs> how to go about it. Um, you know, and how to get through that first class and, and um, knowing where you need help, I suppose, and why you're, why you're doing it. So, yes, let's talk about that next. Okay. Great. I'm already looking forward to it. Yay. Oh, look forward to hearing how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so to all of you out there, thank you for joining us on Language Chats. Language Chats is part of a larger project which we started called Language Lovers AU, where we're building a community of people who are interested in languages in Australia. Check out our website and subscribe to our mailing list at languagelovers.com.au. You can also find us on Instagram, languagelovers.au and on Facebook. If you haven't joined already, we do have a Language Lovers AU Facebook group. So jump across and join that community as well. Um, please leave us a review for this podcast if you've enjoyed it. It helps other Language Lover fans find us. See you next time. See you next time.